Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin. And Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the green rush. Before we do that, though, let's talk about the Casual Fridays REI consulting program. Guys, basically, we're here to help. It doesn't matter if you're brand new to this and you just want some help picking and pricing a county, or you've been at it for a while and you're looking for some help on ways to expand. All you got to do is go to our website at casualfridaysrei.com, click on the consulting tab, walk through the sign up, and we'll be in touch to help you get started. Yo, happy Monday. What's up? Nothing. So, we're talking ganja? Well, we can here in a second. Why don't you tell me some some new? Oh, I know what I want to discuss. Uh oh. No, I mean there's not nothing. Uh oh. Uh, <laughs> when you come like that, I get nervous. Oh no 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 no. I wanted us to briefly discuss how we did seven days of affirmations. Uh, yes, we did. And uh, every day you held me accountable, like our our challenge that was thrown to you. And this is a day off because it's not seven days ago they heard this podcast because we recorded on Thursday and you went Thursday to Thursday with me. Yeah. So that was seven days. Mm-hmm. And I will say. It is really hard to know what's going to make your day a great day. Yeah, so rewind a little bit. I called Justin every single morning, and I said, you know, bright and early. Mm-hmm. I said, hey, man, what's going to make today a great day? And we, I told him what I would be for me and what would be for him, and uh-huh. that was like our thing for seven days like because we talked about affirmations, how they work, and so uh-huh. we went through it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to agree with you that it is very hard. It is very hard. <laughs> it's very hard. So I, I kind of equated this to people on a journey or people wanting to go somewhere in life and it's hard to know where you want to be in five years to be happy right Mm -hmm. but even stepping back from that it was hard for me to know like what was going to make today just stand out and I I did find a few things that were like kind of I found that I was happy when I was doing something for somebody else I found that I was happy when I was sitting outside in nice weather you know so those things like did eating lunch outside that was nice I did that once calling a grandparent that I hadn't talked to in a a little while, I called two, and sometimes doing something that I thought was going to make it a great day kind of morphed into something else. So it was like, hey, I'm going to call my grandmother. I hadn't talked to her in about a month, so I'm going to give her a call and just check in. She's 90, 91, and I talked to my aunt, and I ended up talking to my aunt for an hour just catching up with her. That made it a better day. Mm -hmm. you know. So there were some things like that that just one thing rolled into the other. Um, I had to, I wanted to do something in the house that had just been pestering me. It was a battery for the garage pad opener. So I changed that. That led to another thing. That led to another thing. And it led to me and the kids being outside. I think Jessica and the kids racing bikes and doing things like that. So it just, it kind of morphed the day to make it better. So, but sitting there from a, with a blank sheet of paper that said, this is going to make today a great day. That was tough. Yeah. I'll agree with it. I told someone that too. And, and they were like, really? It was tough. And I was thinking like, yeah, it's tough. Cause there was a lot of times where I was, I was like, this will make today a great day. But whatever it was I said was out of my hands. It was mm-hmm. like, you know, I was like, man, today would be a great day if I sell a piece of property, but mm-hmm. it's out of my hands. Like mm-hmm. I can go do all the marketing I can do, but I can't, can't make someone buy it. So you have to really like think about what's going to do it. So for mm-hmm. me, it was like one morning I was like, you know, I'm going to go to our buddy's restaurant and have breakfast with him. And then mm-hmm. I was talking to you on the way there and you want to do something spontaneous that day. It was right? impulsive. Yeah. 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 So you just jumped up and you drove into town and we were there for two hours it felt like yeah. like that really made that day a great day the next day i was like well i want to learn how to fly hell i want to learn how to fly a helicopter so yeah. you know like i booked a helicopter, I booked a helicopter fly. Like, <laughs> like that made that made things cool right so but yeah for overall i don't want to like make the whole show out of this but 
that, that was tough, but it also does work because it forces you to do something. It did. It did. I was surprised at how hard it was. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so if they're doing that daily and they've done it for four months together, man, hats off to them. Yeah. They fucking killed it. I, I'm super impressed by that. I want to keep it up. I want to at least have the conscious effort of it of, hey, knowing what my day is going to entail. Because there, like you said, there's so much out of our control that we just hope that it happens. We forget to take what we can control and handle that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, other exciting things uh-huh. is the green rush. I feel like we're having a conversation. It's like, <laughs> hey, man, you know, we should just like make it a great day. And that's what the green rush came from. Like we didn't smoke before we did the show. It might have actually been a better show. <laughs> <laughs> if we smoked weed before the show, I wouldn't be having no show. I'd, be, be, I'd be hanging out my rocking chair right eating now. Eating Pringles. Yeah. Oh, man. But, but I, I'm loving the green rush because it's making so many people so much money right now. Like The people selling... The shovels mm-hmm. are making good money right now. Yeah, and it's one of the things I saw with the, the recent election. You had that on the ballot in quite a few states, and there's 33 states in the country that have legalized it in in some way or form. And I think you said the Green Rush in New Jersey. Did you mention New Jersey as a state in the intro? No, I did not. Oh, okay. I thought you did. But a statement came up that said that New Jersey, by Forbes, that New Jersey is poised to be the biggest cannabis market in the world. I didn't see that. Yeah, and I, so when I heard that, I said, "Well, why New Jersey sucks?" And <laughs> I said that to another, uh, into a, in a group setting to somebody else, and he said the same thing: "Is who would go to New Jersey?" But you think about the tri-state area. You have New York. You have the proximity, the subways, the infrastructure. People are going to be coming in and out of the state with it. So unless you're setting up dogs at the border, but illegally, right? You can't, you can't Ill- illegally. Yeah. But just just to hear that, and then tying it back to what it did in Denver and Colorado. The real estate market went crazy there. Everybody from all over the world trying to get over there. You see Oregon, what it did, it, it decriminalized all drugs. Yeah, Oregon's going to be interesting. I did saw a funny, funny meme, right? Guy gets pulled over, the cop pulls him. He's like, sees the cocaine on his dashboard. He's like, oh, sorry. He goes, no. What's that straw? You know, because yeah. they like, straws, straws. The straws yeah. are illegal there. Yeah. <laughs> Arrest him for that. I did see, I, somebody made a joke that to me. And how does that affect us as land investors? Well, you hit the nail on the head. If you're providing the shovel, yeah. do you know what the laws are in that state? Are you in the right counties? Do the counties allow it? Does a state, is it medicinal? Is it uh, recreational? Do you have to have a certain size property? Does it have to be in a certain area? You know, all that stuff plays into it. We, as land investors, can sort down to that and say, hey, you know, if it's New Jersey and they have to have 10 acres or bigger or 20 acres or bigger, or is it one acre or bigger? Does it have to have this kind of power? Does it have world or does it have to be zoned a certain way already? Can you shop that? And we can. Yeah, I would say right now, if you're a land investor and you're not like marketing to a grower, mm-hmm. like you're missing out on something because the places that we've owned land where it's legal, mm-hmm. the growers are coming in and mm-hmm. buying and they're bringing cash with them. And mm-hmm. like, it's just, it's been awesome. It's, yeah. a, it's so good for us. And it makes, you know, it makes me like, I've been thinking, I just want to go to the states and the counties where these people are and just shop and. Because they're buying it so quickly, you can almost buy at any price, knowing you're gonna get moving. Like quickly. I wouldn't do that, right? The, yeah. the, we have our strategy and stick to it, but like you're still. But if you're offering 35 percent, and you get a counter back at fifty or sixty, yeah, and you know that you're gonna have a full price offer when you put it on the market, then do it. Yeah, I mean that's the name of the game is velocity, and we have to be able to turn the money. And if you know it's gonna turn, then you you you've got a, a certain clientele. Now we've got all our listeners out there. I'm sorry, it will not work if every one of you take off running to one state mm. and start to shop that one state for uh, pot growers. But it should be something you keep in the back of your mind. 
what would you say, 33 states? 33 states I have mean, some form of legal. That's more than enough states for all of us to go work. Yeah, and it's, you know, you taking the states that it's not legal, you have CBD. It's legal in most states. So, you know, what's the hemp farms? Are you, can you grow hemp? What does that look like? Can you put leases on it? Can you do that? I mean, this spirals off into a whole lot of different things. And as an entrepreneur, which I'm assuming most people that listen to this show are, it should get your mind going crazy. Yeah, I'm here to tell you, like, you know, back in the gold rush, said so the people that got the riches were the ones selling the picks and shovels, right? Yeah. Do you consider selling the land as selling a pick and shovel? Yeah. You do? Okay. Yeah, I okay. Do. When you say that, I think, hey, come check out my super cool CRM for growing pot. Uh, no. When, 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 I, when I say, when I hear it or say it, I think of the people offering the opportunity to sell, to grow the dope, just like you would, you're selling whatever opportunity to go find the gold, right? They need all this stuff to do it. Okay. So like, you're, you're just one of the tools in their bag, the, right. the land to do it. Yeah. And we have friends that actually, they've got their license and they started doing it. We've got friends here in Texas that do CBD. We've got friends in Oklahoma that actually have grows in Oklahoma. I've got friends that have dispensaries in Oklahoma. And I, my thought is, is it, how is it not overran with people already? Like, how is it not just... Well, that's what I... That's the same thing that happened in the gold rush. Yeah. So many people put their everything they had into it, thinking they were going to make a killer amount of money. Mm-hmm. And the only ones who really got rich, that's where the saying came from. Yeah. Right? Selling the pick and the shovel. Yeah. So, I don't know, but I think it's a really good opportunity for all of us to be looking into... Yeah. We've got 33 states. You can look and see what size, because there's a acreage minimum. Mm-hmm. For outdoor grows. Yeah, for mm-hmm. outdoor. Find out what that is and make it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, even if you got real frisky, use the same methodology. Find your warehouses that have the power you need, and maybe get some get some warehouse grows going. And then like cut them a discount in ownership for the. Yeah. <laughs> give them like, give me a product. I'll give you twenty percent off. You give me twenty percent of your business. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's definitely a a niche that we you know we talk cap and properties, talk recreation, but just with a little bit of tweak. So you get two properties back off your mailers. One's on a highway. It's got three-phase power, it's got water, and you got another piece that's recreational. Well, you're probably not going to market the recreational property to a, a grower, but you are the one that has all the power, the water, and everything. If it's the right size for them, that's one you will. Yeah. I like it in the aspect of, one of the fun things for me is if you list it yourself and they call you, you hear the questions, and once you've oh, dealt yeah, with yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, like, they don't want to be they right don't, up front. They don't want to tell you right up, hey, we're growing. Then they're like, hey, does it have, how close is the power? No. Is there water on the property? If you I can, you can water, easily tell. Yeah, if there's stumbling around questions. If we get well, I say, "Hey, man, what are you trying to do here? Are you trying to grow? Because we deal with growers, especially. We we like working with growers. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, man. We need three phase power. We need we need water. Aquifers low, or there is there's rural water here. Oh great, man. You can get a you can get a meter put on it. And so then you're having a really good conversation. And then they tell you, "Hey, my brother's coming too. He needs ten, or he needs yeah. twenty acres. My parents are ready to kick in." And that's the the fun part about this. Yeah. So. I don't know. That should get people excited. I'm excited about it. I hope it gets everyone else excited. Mm-hmm. Take another hit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't even try and sell them on that right now. Yeah, just, stone cold sober. Yes. We didn't know tequilas today. <laughs> you know, yeah. Stone cold sober. So, all right. Well, let's end it there. It's Monday. It's a great day. Do us a favor as always. Go to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Give us a like, a follow, subscribe, and then go to iTunes. Go to Stitcher. Go to wherever else you're listening to us. Like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. We appreciate it. We love you. See you on Wednesday. See you guys.